Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. The key is the fear of the Lord. The balance thing we talked about tonight. That's it. That's the foundation. You cannot, listen, you cannot get into the box without the right view of the fear of the Lord. Because that is the foundation of wisdom. Everything else is built on that. You, You see, you can't bypass it. You can't skip by it. The balanced picture of the fear of the Lord is where it all starts. When the reality of God's true nature has caused us to fall down in worship, we're then in the right position to gain wisdom. Wisdom is merely seeing life from God's perspective and responding accordingly. Wisdom is a priority and we're told to seek it above all else. Proverbs is known as the wisdom book. Pastor Mark tells us that until our hearts are in a right relationship with God, we're unable to have the wisdom that Proverbs talks about. Without the fear of the Lord, we may gain knowledge of earthly things, but we're missing the one key that defines a wise person. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 13, for our continuing study entitled, The Key to Everything. You see, all he knew when Jesus was on earth was that he was fully man. You get it? He didn't see the other side that he was fully God until the vision. We don't see enough of this side. It's not a terror side. It's a holy side. Let me say something very stupid to you. If we saw this side... And don't laugh, because I mean it. If we saw this side, we'd be on time to worship. We wouldn't be 30 minutes late to worship the creator of the universe. We wouldn't drag in here when we would never drag in late at work because we're afraid of getting fired. But see, we only want to look at this side. Maybe that'll change you. Maybe that'll change me. You see, there is both sides to look at. And it's hard. Remember the thing I opened with tonight is, it's going to bring correction to us. Ooh. I'm not here to judge you. I'm, not, I'm just like you. I have lots of faults. But I tell you, there's some parts of our lives, and one of them is being on time to church, that would definitely change. You say, well, Pastor Mark, that's just my nature. <laughs> Remember what he said in the Old Testament? Don't come to the mountain. You come. Certainly he's not going to do that. But see, there's an, we miss this aspect of God, don't we? I miss it. There's a holiness that created the universe. John didn't do anything to do but just fall as dead to his feet. Now, you say, well, Pastor Mark, 
Is that the balanced view? That's the balanced view. Because you know at the end what's going to happen? The Bible says this. At the end, every person ever who has lived is going to kneel at the feet of Jesus and they're going to confess he's Lord. Most of the world's going to do that under duress and they will be separated from the creator of the universe because they never knew him here. That's why you and I have to understand the awesome responsibility we have of presenting a balanced view of God to our world. Let's ourselves not be the people that talk about the big guy in the sky. There's a holiness. There's an awesomeness. And yet, notice what Jesus... Look look at verse 17 again. And then he placed his right hand on me, the hand of fellowship, and he said, Do not be afraid. I'm the first and the last. In other words, it's okay, John. John, that's who I was when you laid your head on me. I'm the same guy. He just didn't get it. Now you get it. It's okay. I understand you're only flesh. I understand you come to church late. I understand that you don't pray. I understand whatever's in our life. He understands. So he just says, don't be discouraged. Come on, get up. It's all right. But there's a part to learn, isn't there? There's a holiness. There's an awesomeness that comes with understanding who God is. I want to give you tonight five benefits, quickly, of living with the fear of the Lord. So remember, the fear of the Lord is to worship, respect, and love Him so much that we desire to obey Him. The first foundation we've already talked about, but I put it up there for you. It is the foundation, the fear of the Lord is the foundation of knowledge and wisdom. In other words, all of this starts if, remember, here's our box. Here's the treasure. Here's how to live life right. There's only one key that opens it. And inside is wisdom. How to live life like The key is the fear of the Lord. The balanced thing we talked about tonight. That's it. That's the foundation. You cannot, listen, you cannot get into the box without the right view of the fear of the Lord. Because that is the foundation of wisdom. Everything else is built on that. You, you see, you can't bypass it. You can't skip by it. The balanced picture of the fear of the Lord is where it all starts. Number two, look at Proverbs 8.13. And I'll have you turn there fairly quickly. Proverbs 8.13. The fear of the Lord results in hatred of sin and evil. The fear of the Lord results in hatred of sin and evil. Look at Proverbs 8.13. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. I hate pride and arrogance, evil behavior and perverse speech. As a Christian, if I have the real fear of the Lord balanced, I don't say no to sin because I'm afraid of getting caught. The reason I don't sin is that I would offend my Heavenly Father. Now get that, that that's different. You see... The fear of the Lord, let me read you this. The fear of the Lord is more than reverential trust. It includes being afraid of displeasing Him. It recognizes His holiness, our sinfulness. It recognizes that our anger is something, that anger, His anger is something to be avoided. It produces a desire to please and trust Him. You know, once David sinned and 
had that affair with Bathsheba. And after God restored him, David said this, Against you, God, and only you, I've sinned. You see, he sinned against Bathsheba. He sinned against Bathsheba's husband. But in the bottom line, he only sinned against who? God. All sin is against God. Because God hates sin. So sin means I just live my own life. Certainly it affects other people. But David finally understood that if he was really going to fear the Lord, then he'd have to hate sin in his own life. Turn to Proverbs 14.26. This is the third key. It produces confidence or security. I love it. It produces confidence or security. You say, well, how can the fear of the Lord give me this secure feeling? Well, here's how. Proverbs 14.26. He who fears the Lord has a secure fortress, and for his children it will be a refuge. It almost sounds like an oxymoron, doesn't it? If you fear God, you get security. How can you fear and get security? But it means simply this. When we come to understand that God's commands for us are good, we will discover that we are secure and protected against Satan. When I finally get it that following his commands are good for me, then I can be totally assured that I don't have anything to worry about. Remember, God says it like this. Paul says it like this in the New Testament. He who began a good work in you will complete it. Why? Because God's at work in me. As I acknowledge him, I don't have fear like this of serving God. I know that he's holy. I know that he's graceful. And I should come to him to the point where I don't want to sin against you because it causes your heart to be broken. See, that's that relationship again. It's not the boss and the servant, really. It's the father and the son. We're back to that loving relationship again. So the fear of the Lord isn't something that I quiver at tonight. Oh, man, I don't want to go to that church again. Fear. No, it produces confidence. I understand who God is. I understand he's holy. He understands I'm sinful. And when I sin, I just confess it. But I, I, I grow. I mature. Remember, it's to the wise. The longer you serve God, hopefully the more you understand that he hates sin. And I really don't want to sin. Will I? Yes. Will he forgive me? Yes. Which side does that come from? This one. And I love it. But the longer I go... Remember Paul said, well, if you're going to get that grace, I guess you just go out and sin like crazy then, right? No, you don't understand the fear of the Lord. No, you don't. Number four, it encourages godly living. Proverbs 16.6, take a look at that quickly. 16.6. I think this is a very important verse. As I learn who God is, and what a great father he is, the creator of the universe, and what a small person I am. It encourages godly living. Not because I have to, because I want to. Look at Proverbs 16, 6. Through, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. There's the guarantee that my sin's going to be taken care of because of his love and his faithfulness. Through the fear of the Lord, a man avoids evil. 
we miss this part. The Bible says in the New Testament, we should even avoid the appearance of evil. So it's not we're paranoid. You, you know we've talked about before. We're not, what? what's this? We're not sin sniffers. And we're not talking about it all the time. But when I'm doing something in my life, if somebody else says to me, wow, you know, somebody might take that wrong. Oh, hush up. No, I should go home and go, maybe. I want to avoid even the appearance of evil. Okay? So that goes in all kinds of things. Things that come out of our mouth, the way we dress, the way we treat people. I mean, you can take it to the gamut. Again, it's not a legal thing. We're under grace. It's wonderful. Notice there's a forgiveness of sin. But it leads to a godly living because I realize that even this appearance of evil could cause some people to stumble. I don't want to cause people to stumble. I want them to see how great it is to serve God. Number five. By the way, write down in that last one on number four, write down Psalm 112, verse 1. Psalm 112, verse 1. Let me read it to you. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands. In other words, if you fear God, you don't, you don't have a problem at all with his commands. They're cool. Remember, the New Testament says, I think it's the book of John, his commands are not grievous. First John. His commands are, they're not hard. So if I have the true fear of the Lord, it's okay. Remember at the mountain, he said to the children of Israel, get yourself ready, clean your clothes, no sexual relationships, don't come to the mountain until I tell you to come. Okay, that's fine. Clear, easy, we'll do it. And when they came, God was there and met with them. Same for us. It's just understanding his command. Remember, Jesus said in the book of John, if you love me, keep my commandments. If a man says he loves me and he doesn't love his brother, love of the Father is not in him. It's not hard. It's very simple. So the fear of the Lord, remember the fear of the Lord, you can just put the fear of the Lord behind that, is obedience. That is just tied in together. Number five, the fear of the Lord leads to abundant life here in eternal life forever. Look at verse 19, chapter 19, verse 23. And then also pick 22, verse 4. Take your finger over there and we'll read it when you get to both. 19, 23 and 22, verse 4. The fear of the Lord leads to what? Life. Well, what kind of life is that? The one rests content, untouched by trouble. In other words, when I understand who God is, then it really leads to life. Look at verse 22, verse 4. Chapter 22, verse 4. Humility and the fear of the Lord bring wealth and honor and life. Humility simply says this. I'm not God. God is. Because of that, I fear him. If I fear him, I will commit my life to him because he's the creator. And when I commit my life to him, then I'm going to be a wise person and I'm going to obey his commandments. If I obey his commandments, I learn how to do life right. And if I learn how to do life right, it brings success and wealth and abundance and joy. It all comes because I found the key that opened this, that gives me wisdom to know how to do life right, and it all started with the fear of the Lord. That's the only key that will unlock life for you.
is the fear of the Lord. That balanced understanding of who he is and what his commandments require us to do. So, the fear of the Lord is the key to everything. It really doesn't get any better than that. It's very simple. Now, one more passage. Ecclesiastes. A few books past Proverbs. Ecclesiastes, chapter 12. When Solomon was finishing his life, he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. This is after he's blown it. He hasn't followed his own wisdom. Look down at verse 13 and 14. Solomon says this, Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God. Keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of men. For God will bring every deed in the judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. So let me give you three keys that you can write down as we finish tonight. Here they are. Notice there, Solomon just says this, Fear God, keep his commandments. That's it. That's the end. Do it. Enjoy it. Know there's a balanced view of God. Don't keep his commandments because you have to, because it'll never work. I drove by a church today, and my daughter's here, our daughter's here from Colorado, and we went by this church, and we talked about them because they're very legalistic. And they're wonderful people, but there's no joy of the Lord. I mean, there's just no joy of the Lord at all. If you went there, you wouldn't want to go back. Because of this, this is the only picture of God they have. It's this side. There's no grace. There's no mercy. It's you do it this way because he said it, and you got to do it. Would you like to live that life? No. You see, there's another side, and it's the grace and the mercy side. And God says, here's my commandments. You're going to learn soon enough they're good for you. Keep them. And in, in fact, in spite of that, I'll give you the power to help you keep them. That's a deal. And if you do it, you'll discover what life's all about. Then I can joy. I can have a smile. I can enjoy living life. And what happens? Church fills up with people. How, how, how are you doing life right? God. What God? The God I love to serve. Well, why do you love to serve? He's this mean guy over there. He's gonna... No, he's a guy full of grace and mercy. Well, I guess I don't want to serve him. Well, then he is the God over here that's going to. Uh... Isn't that what Solomon just said? What was the last part of the verse? Because he's going to judge what? So that's the side. But that's not the side I focus on. This is the side I focus on. And that's why God wants to be presented in a balanced view. You see, people want to forget this side. You can't forget that side. That's the justice of God. He's holy. And if I go before God with sin, I'm through. He can't look at sin. Jesus on the cross is a perfect example of that. So I have to take care of my sin before I can go and enter into the presence of the Father. Remember the washing the clothes? Getting rid- Same principle, but now it's on the inside. It's not on the outside. Here's the three keys. Write them down. We're through. Number one, a wise person is one who knows and obeys God's word. That's why we're here tonight. 
Number two, a wise person is one who submits their will to God. You don't obey God because I have to. Nobody gives any tithes or offerings in this church because you have to. If you do, quit it. It's a waste. God doesn't need your money. We don't need your money. And you're not getting any good out of it. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. See, once you know that it's all his, you just give it anyway. Because he just gives back to you more than you can ever hand. People don't get it. But if you start, I'm telling you, it's the greatest lifestyle in all the world. When you get it, it'll change you. People don't get it. Start believing. Number three, a wise person is one who lives with eternity in view. Well, what did we discover this, this evening? Fear the Lord is to worship, respect, and love Him so much that we desire to obey Him. The truly wise man or woman is the one who fears the Lord and commits their life to Him by faith. What does that mean? Let me have your attention. It simply means this. There has to come a point in your life when you realize that there is a holy God and your sin that you were born with separates you from God. I can't approach God with my sin. That's why Jesus Christ came. He died on the cross. So if you would accept the work of Jesus Christ by faith, remember when Jesus was on the cross, he said this to his father, God, Dad, why have you turned your back on me? Why? My sin. Your sin. So, what, what does a wise person do? Well, he joins a church. He takes communion. They give money. They come every week to church. That's true. That's not the basis. The basis is not what you do. It's what God has already done for you through Jesus Christ. So the wise person, look, is the one who commits their life to him. It's a personal relationship by faith. Well, Pastor Mark, you proved to me that this God was there and he's really there and everything you said tonight is absolutely, you, you prove it beyond any shadow of a doubt and I'll take that step of faith. That isn't faith. Faith believes what God says is true and you act on it. You say, well, I'm not going to act on it. First part, and take, I'm going to give you the words, but understand this clearly. Proverbs 1.7, the last part of it says, The fool rejects. There's another part that says this, The fool has said in his heart, There is no God. Don't live if there is no God. Because one day, you will, you will, praise God. Why should someone fear the Lord? We've always been told that God is loving and merciful. Now, the Bible tells us that we're supposed to fear Him. Pastor Mark told us that the fear of the Lord is to worship, respect, and love Him so much that we desire to obey Him. It's the foundation of knowledge and wisdom. Where do you stand with God? The truly wise man or woman is the one who fears the Lord and commits their life to Him by faith. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. 
At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed. Or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time on Lessons for Living, we will discuss the relationship between parents and children. See, it's the responsibility of parents to disciple their children. It must begin in the home, not at school or with friends. Pastor Mark will challenge us to get involved with a local Bible teaching church that will encourage and give us the right tools to show our children how to live life right. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Proverbs. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world A new hope He is giving Lord, let us hear your lessons for living